0: hatred can get get us if we're not prepared to understand why it comes, what's involved in it, why it is that we need to have this faith and this trust in God knowing that listen, they hated God, they hated Christ before they got around to hating you. And if they hated God and they hated Christ and they hate you you're in good company. Just stay faithful to God. Thinking of the world that Hates the Creator. Sometimes hard to understand. But as you look at history, that's what you see. We mentioned a little bit this morning in the auditorium class about the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve. There was a hatred being demonstrated there on Satan's part in trying to destroy what God has created. Man was willing to listen to a falsehood that's been perpetrated down through time and still affects us at times, is that we will not die. We know physically, eventually, that we will, but we have that concept that that will not carry over into that spiritual realm, that we're not going to die and that is in contradiction to what god has said but we have that tendency adam and eve did to listen it brought destruction into the world it brought a promise that would become and the fulfillment of a promise made to eve that through her seed would come the savior we see that persecution is not just limited to satan And his attack against the godly. Sometimes Satan uses the human element as well. And has been successful in that as well. You go to Genesis chapter 4. You look at Cain and Abel. And again, persecution can come even from those who believe that they are serving God. Both Cain and Abel brought an offering to the Lord. The Lord accepted Abel's offering, but Cain's he did not. A lot of speculation unto the why and what's involved in that, but simply the fact is that Cain offered something to God that God had not specified. That has not changed from Cain down to the present time. Offering to God something that God has not specified. And as a result of that, resisting or persecuting those who had offered to God what he had specified. Cain was told that if he would do what was right, he would be accepted. Do you not see the kindness, the generosity, and the patience of God there? Cain offered that which was not acceptable to God. I know it took place then, and it continues to take place, but it's hard to conceive of that being the case For therein lies the challenge in humanity, is it not? It's not just worshiping God, it's not just praising His name. It is the doing what He has asked or required of us to be found pleasing in His sight. And Cain did not, would not change. His attitude towards God was led to his rising up and killing his brother Abel. The result of that you see as you read on through Genesis into chapter 6 particularly. That man grew worse and worse in the eyes of God. And the biblical history constantly reminds us all the way through of this conflict, if you will, between the righteous and the unrighteous, between those who want to love the Lord their God with all their heart, with all their soul, and with all their might, and to do the things that would be pleasing in His sight. And it's against those who Are not just the absolute wicked who deny any knowledge of God, but it also comes from those who acknowledge that God is, but who do not want to submit to Him in a way that God has specified and choose to do it in a way that we would want it to be done. It's always interesting. Sad, but it's always interesting to read biblical history. To read of God's working His will out in His time frame. Again, we have no way of comprehending God's mind being infinite and working within a time frame of us who are not infinite but very limited of how he promised execute his promises down through history, of how his people that he chose would at times follow and at times not follow the Creator. You know, it's interesting as you read as you get over to Exodus, and also back in Genesis as well, but I forget them to Exodus, to hear the statements made by people today. If I could just see the miraculous dealing of God into the lives of human beings in a way that cannot be described any other way, long paraphrase, I would believe and I would follow. And yet you read Exodus. You read of God's people in Egypt praying for over 400 years to be delivered. 400 years. How many generations of people who grew up with the same thought in their mind, asking the Heavenly Father to deliver them from bondage. And when it does take place, and they are delivered miraculously, follow to the Red Sea, and then when it looks like the miracle ended. You've got a Red Sea in front of you, mountains on the side, and the Egyptian army and its full force behind you. They had already seen the hand of God and the miracles that Moses performed before Pharaoh. And yet at that particular moment, they what? Lost faith. Moses, why did you leave us Lead us out of Egypt, only to be killed by the Egyptians. Well, the Egyptians were already killing them. And when they saw the mighty hand of God, when Moses told the people, Be still and see the hand of God, then you follow them to Mount Sinai. Moses has not returned. Through that time, they had been led by God, a pillar of cloud in the day and a pillar of fire at night. And yet, when Moses had not returned, physical sight sets in, and they asked Aaron to build him a, a god, the golden calf. It's amazing how they could do that, or ask that. Even more amazing is Aaron's response when confronted by Moses. I don't know about you, that just blows me out of the water. Aaron chosen to be the priest of God's people. Willing to tell Moses he had no idea where that calf came from. People gave me some gold and silver and I threw it in the fire. And what? Out came this calf to be their God to lead them back into Egyptian bondage. God's people. Jesus' statement, they persecuted me, they will persecute you. They persecuted Jesus at the very beginning again by not believing who he was or believing who God was and what he would require. You continue to read all the way through the scriptures and that's what you have over and over and over again. God's people not believing God. God's people, not willing to trust God. That even in death, there is a victory. There will always be those who would show that faith in God. Despite the obstacles that they faced. Daniel and the three Hebrew children. Daniel later in his life in the lion's den. Up and down the way you have these examples for us. Trying to remind us, again going back to Garden of Eden, that God's people will be persecuted. To believe that lie, you're not going to die. You will not die. believe that and to disobey God and has not changed It's the same thing we hear today the persecution will arise because they hated Jesus first the world will persecute you because you are in opposition to them And the world does not like to be opposed. Look at our society. We want our individual freedom to do what we want to do regardless of anybody else. We haven't changed. And we follow the same course. God is still true to his word. We live in a world that religiously says, do not restrict me and what I believe. That's why we have the various denominations that grow by leaps and bounds, not so much in numbers, but by different divisions within those different religious beliefs. And they persecute. It's always sad when that takes place. It always saddens me when there are those that I know, those whom I had respect for, set under the feet of, who have left the truth of God's word. Those who for years had defended the faith, encouraged it following, through now there's those that will say that there is no such thing as eternal punishment. The wicked will be punished for a brief period of time, and then it's over once proclaim the purity of the scriptures in its totality, they will be accepted. If you believe that there is eternal punishment, if you do believe that every soul as an individual will stand before God Almighty to give an account of the life that they had led, whether it be good or whether it be evil, And there are eternal consequences that follow. You will be persecuted. The world physically, the world spiritually does not want to be told no. There are so many who want to follow the song that Frank Sinatra sung years ago. I did it my way. and think there is satisfaction in that. And that there is not a day of reckoning or a day of accountability to that. Jesus is addressing his disciples here in John 16. John 15, excuse me. And yet, he's reminding them Listen, not all are going to follow. And you're going to be made to feel like the bad person. How dare you say that they cannot do it this way. You listen to anybody in the religious world and what are they going to tell you? We are worshiping, and you hear that expression, we are all worshiping the same God. And yet, we do not agree on anything that that same God said. It used to be, at least in the religious world, or in the, that broad sense of the term, what is called Christianity, Christianity, that at least you had to believe in Jesus Christ. But even those in what is called Christianity no longer believe that. They want to take what will take place in heaven, that there be no divisions in heaven. we will all be one there, so therefore it doesn't matter what you do down here, eventually we'll just all be one up there. I'm going to be one with a person who has believed, practiced, taught, convicted others of, convinced others to follow, an individual who says that Jesus Christ is not the only way to go to heaven. And we're going to be one in heaven. How? How can that be? Our desire to follow the Scriptures. Our desire to be faithful to the word of God. Our conviction that there is one way. That Jesus is that way. Will not be widely received. And as a result, again, persecution will come. But Jesus is saying, hey, they persecuted me. They will persecute you. And you think about what they did to Jesus. Jesus. You think about the purity, the holiness, the righteousness of Jesus, eternal. To come to his people, whom he, as well as his Father in the Spirit, have for thousands of years Guide it, protect it, and helped. Promise them a redeemer. And when he came, would mock him, deny him, ridicule him. Asked for a murderer to be released instead of Jesus. And again for the Son of God to be crucified. A horrible way of death. By those who he came to save, they denied. And yet, the irony of that, it was only through his death That they would ever have a hope of eternal life. He still loved them. He still loves them. But his love does not override the will of an individual. The individual has to choose, make the choice, and do that which is pleasing. In the eyes of God, it is as the invitation song suggests. It's a trust. Do you trust God? I mean, do you? Do you absolutely trust God with every fiber of your being that you believe that He is who He says He is and that He means exactly what He says He will do both here and And into eternity. Are you willing to trust him. To the point of obey. It's not just trust. You have to be willing to obey. That trust that you have. The willingness to commit the life to him. The willingness to be able to stand with Jesus. Again one who was persecuted. And we will be persecuted. Persecution here, either by the religious or the ill religious, persecution here has no comparison to eternal punishment from God. And in a frightening way, you're making that choice now. You're making the choice now of where you desire to be eternally. You may desire, you may say you desire heaven, but the life is not reflecting that the commitment is not there, if you're not accepting God's word as the final authority to guide you, the willingness to do what he says in the way that he says to do it, you're making a choice. God in his love and God in his mercy always grants us that opportunity and that privilege to change as long as there's breath in her body. So as we look at our life this morning, is it where you ought to be? Is it where God wants you to be? If it's not, then the song applies to you. And the prayer would be that you would make that commitment to trust and to obey. If we could assist you or we could help you in any way in doing just that, then indeed we bid you to come as together we stand and sing.